We look at every success story in the world. It happens because of community. It's all about sticking together, supporting each other, educating each other, sharing, and being accountable. Hey, hey, welcome to the Up and Becoming podcast, a space for empowering and inspiring conversations for the dreamers, creators, and self-starters. I'm your host, Kurt Bingham, and it's so good to have you here. Today, I'm speaking with Rebecca Vexler, the founder of Soul Cups, an eco-friendly glassware brand based here in Sydney, Australia. We talk on how she overcame an autoimmune disease, a little bit about her dreams before she became the entrepreneur we know today, and how to make some more conscious decisions and living sustainably. I think you're going to take away a lot from this episode. So without further ado, here's Rebecca Vexler. Today I have Rebecca with me, the founder of Soul Cups, a sustainable eco-friendly glassware brand. Um, she's also a puppy lover with a doggo, Kenya, and is a mental speaker and uh, health advocate. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. Super, super excited to chat to you today. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a big thing um, about the podcast, um, it's called Up and Becoming, and we're always super interested in you know who people were before they uh, ended up being who they are today. And um, I guess the first question I like to ask my uh, my guests is, what did you dream of becoming when you were little? Oh, I love that question. Um, with me, I was always super passionate, even you know from a really young age. So my question back to you would be, from how old <laughs> mm. because I went through so many different sort of journeys of what I was wanting to be um, at so many different ages. Oh, sorry, it's back a question. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, too good. <laughs> Just to challenge you a little. I like that. It's, it's keeping me on my toes. I would, I would say maybe let's, let's try 10 years old and then, uh, Let's go 10 years old and then 18 years old. Like, I'll throw you two. Love that. Um, at 10 years old, I was really, really passionate about becoming a vet. Oh, and yeah. my love for animals and love for dogs, obviously, and just caring for others was primarily my focus. And I, yeah, I did everything in my power to, like, learn about it and study about it. I even um, did work experience at local vets and all of that and then and then at 18 years old from 16 until probably the age of just before I started Soul Cups I wanted to become an archaeologist and historian okay an archaeologist and historian <laughs> and a vet I think you could do all of those still if you wanted to oh for sure absolutely in my spare time <laughs> <laughs> your spare time you don't have much of that do you not not at the moment not at but the moment. soon for sure that's awesome um what uh were you studying any of those or like what were you what, yeah, yeah yeah 
I started, my first degree was um, archaeology and ancient history, and I majored in the Roman Empire, and then I minored in the psychology of art and human behavior. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Incredible, right? But I unfortunately did not finish, yeah. as most, um, I guess, entrepreneurs these days. Um, <laughs> I'm you know, with you, you, yeah. You really, yeah, you, you tend to decide quite quickly, you know, what, what you're really meant for. And yeah, just, I, I was so incredibly passionate about it and so determined. And by the end of the degree, I just realized, wow, yeah, no, not for me, not at this time of my life. And I dropped everything and traveled for a year. <laughs> yeah. I've experienced that as well. Um, we, we pursue something and then it opens, it opens a lot of doors that we don't expect. And, um, and I have found, I think that when you are, I guess, being aware of like yourself and you're being aware of, of what you want and what you're passionate about, sometimes the thing that you thought you wanted to be, um, completely flips. Like I studied social entrepreneurship and I didn't finish. Um, and it was, I guess it was similar, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cause I'm an entrepreneur but as well, think- but yeah. I think the way that I like to express that is you must journey through to get to the, you know, the, the results or the, the decision that you really want or the experience that you want to have. Like I had to go through that degree and I had to go through those experiences and I had to travel and make mistakes or do the wrong things or choose the wrong things to realize what I wanted. Yeah, completely. And I think we still like, we'll probably do that for the rest of our lives. Hey, it's uh, Absolutely. still, yeah, very much in the middle you gotta of it. You've got to dive um, in. Yeah. Where did you travel? All over Europe, basically. I did um, three months in the south of France. I did all my nerdy history stuff, every, every um, site and, uh, you know, what's it called? Um, ruin that I could. I went and stayed in really small country towns all over Spain and Portugal and Italy as well. And just, I, I kind of, I didn't do your classic backpacking in terms of going to like, you know, Contiki tours or little random, you know, Paris, London, like into the cities. I really dived deep into the smaller towns where no one spoke English and stayed in one place for months on end and, you know, just sort of winged it. Yeah. That, I think that's the way to do it, though. I would do the same um, if I was to go to Europe. I would just want to be immersed in the culture and, and be really uncomfortable and be in a space where um, it's not what people see all the time. I guess even being a photographer myself, like, oh, I just dream of of just spending time with, like, I don't know, I, th- I think they call it, like, Nonna or, like, a grandma that could just teach me all the ways that I could take photos the the kitchen and, like, just um, really. Well, you can you can visit my grandparents' house if you really want for an authentic Russian experience. Okay. You're more than welcome. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh my gosh. But yeah, making making my dreams come true. Um, Done. That's awesome. Well, what uh, was there a time on that tra- like traveling that Soul Cups was born, or um, was that no, a thought you had not for at a while? All. Not even slightly. Wow. So that was back when I was, um, I would have been just under 17. Seven, yeah, around 17 when I did that Europe trip. And I came back 
and decided to become a personal trainer. So I left my degree, kind of started from scratch, became a trainer. I started um, started that incredible career, which was a phenomenal journey to go on, on on itself because it really ignited my love for empowering people and supporting people and psychology and you know everything in that realm. And I basically started managing gyms and doing you know incredible partnerships and projects and that is actually when I started my first company which was a startup in the mental health space so I developed really interesting workshops that we went and delivered to high schools universities and corporate offices Um, and then unfortunately I became incredibly unwell so through my own sort of journey of mental health and overdoing it because I was such a driven person. I was also competing in heavy lifting and, you know, competitive sports and I just overdid it and my body collapsed and crashed and unfortunately developed an autoimmune disease that caused me to have the worst chronic pain I would never wish upon my enemy. And it meant six months of basically not being able to walk so rehabilitating, um, having to obviously stop the businesses, stop my career. Um, you know, I was also studying at the time a different degree. So yeah, everything sort of just came crashing down and accidentally through that journey is when soul cups developed. That's incredible. Uh, I, the, the autoimmune disease, I, I guess like I did a little bit of I did a little bit of research and and I I read I read a little bit about that um in that season did you did like what what were you learning like when you couldn't really do anything like what what was keeping you um what was keeping you together what was keeping you uh driven um in that time because I guess you you said you couldn't walk and that's but was this, were you still keeping that mindset that you seem to have, that one where you're like, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel? Um, yeah, look, it, it was a very, very difficult time in my life, especially mm-hmm. when you come from the headspace or the area where your whole life is revolved around movement and exercise. And for me, that was my coping mechanism for my mental health because I had gone through many waves of depression and hardship, especially through through high school. So um, literally waking up one day, not being able to walk or move because of horrific pain, like unimaginable pain. Um, you know, it was it was three months of a very, very dark time. And I remember going through these days thinking, you know, okay, Rebecca, you're allowed to feel like shit for a little while because you're going through something but I'm capping this at three months. <laughs> yeah. You've got three months to feel like shit, basically. And you can imagine, obviously, during this time, I'm in doctors, hospitals, specialists, you know, scans, tests, everything you, you can possi- you know, possibly imagine, including, you know, hours of therapy and acupuncture and a lot of, you know, Ayurvedic health and a lot of integrated medicine, like, you know, trying to really understand the core of the issue. And the reality was I'm, I'm very fortunate to be brought up in a family that really believe in holistic health and mental health. 
So I was surrounded by a very incredible support network of doctors and family who, you know, just said, it's one day at a time, you know, you're going to feel like shit today, but we're still going to put you in a wheelchair and take you to the beach and get you to meditate by the sea or, you know, mm. you can cry for six hours because you're depressed, but then you got to go out and, you know, sit in the sun or, you know, whatever it is. So it's like baby steps every day that just kept me going and keeping positive. And yeah, Soul Cops was part of that as well. It was just a passion project. That's so beautiful. I love that your family just stood by you. And I, I just saw that that visual so strong, like walking, uh, being pushed to the, to the beach to really take that in. Like, I feel like if that were to be me and I was faced with challenges like that, I would, I'd crave the ocean. Like the ocean is, is probably my favorite thing. So I love that your family did that for you. It's so healing. It is. I mean, I, I used, I used to walk, you know, or run every single morning on the soft sand. I would do like my beach walk and I still do it now. Um, that's my therapy. That's my happy place. It's just, you know, barefoot on the sand, in the water, breathing in that beautiful fresh air. And there's so much science behind the healing of that in itself. So, you know, if it meant that I had to have a walking stick and (laughs) hobble along and just experience it for five minutes, like that is what attributed to my healing and, you know, getting better and getting to where I am now. Yeah, of course. And I think in those times, um, a lot of the a lot of the things that we worry about and the things that we focus on probably would have just not been as important, you know, like we I think a lot of us are so for me, especially like sometimes vanity or the way we look and the way we're perceived is so important but when you might have to go down a wheelchair or with a walking stick i'm sure that uh when you came out of this you got such a new perspective on on so many things and and maybe what's important was there anything that that really stood out to you in that time where you're like i'm i'm gonna do this differently like why did i care so much about these things before absolutely absolutely i think it, it, it all comes down to our own love for ourselves yeah. in the most cliche form. It's how we view ourselves, how much we respect ourselves and how much we give ourselves power and, and love, you know. And I think based on everything that I was going through prior to that, I was severely unhappy with myself and I was constantly pushing my body and pushing my health as a form of punishment instead of healing. So, you know, I would work from four in the morning, training clients and opening the gym and then working on my side business in the middle of the day. And then, you know, finishing the day at 9 p.m. with clients. And then instead of going home to rest, I'd train myself for two hours. And I probably wasn't eating properly. And I was using pre-workouts and protein and, you know, all the stuff that would have attributed to impacting my thyroid and my adrenals and cortisol and everything so you know of course my body collapsed so you know you come out of that situation going what's really important my health my body my mental health self-love and respect and listening to your body and actually doing what's best for it not what looks good on instagram (laughs) you know excuse me um yeah, I, I do. I honestly have been on that journey myself lately where, you know, with COVID, 
I'd, I was going to the gym before that, maybe consistently for like a year and a half. And then I've had quite a heavy sporting background um, growing up. And for me, sport has always been performance um, and yeah. competitive and being the best. And, um, and it, it does just suck the life out of the enjoyment of it when you're always just trying to be better than everyone else. Um, and I think absolutely, yeah, it's ego, right? Oh, 100%. It's, I mean, that that's where psychology plays into things. I mean, especially for myself, I've got an A type personality. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it better than anyone. You know, if I'm going to build a brand, if I'm going to start a company, if I'm going to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to do it the best. And that that's just how I'm programmed. I've got a very addictive personality as well. So when I was competing and training and, you know, I used to play tennis professionally as a child younger and I'm very competitive in sports. Like now I'm like banned from the gym. I'm not allowed inside a gym anymore because it's just not right for my mental health. So it's all about balance. It's about understanding at what level do we train our bodies or train our mind or tra- you know, exercise or output energy that actually benefits, benefits us in the long term as opposed to going over that barrier of competitiveness and egoness where you overdo it and you actually damage your body. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I'm still trying to figure that out because I, I guess like I signed up to a gym recently and started to get back into it. And um, what had really brought me through, I guess, COVID and, and those times when you're just like, can be quite lonely is I just run down to the beach every day. And then I found because I've started going to the gym again, I wasn't going down to the beach as much. So it's it's still figuring that out. I I'm not sure right now because I want to have that, um, you know, want to be fit. I, I guess there is, a, I guess, a sign of vanity and when you where you work out, like most people would would have to admit that, like they want to look good, they want to be healthy. But um, I think there course, is, yeah, yeah. There, there also has to be, there has to be that balance and I'm still trying to find that myself. It's trial and error and it's education. Yeah. It's understanding yourself, understanding your body and how you work and how your body functions and what you need to do for it for it to function at its best ability and if you happen to look good by result that's a bonus and enjoy that you know that's the beauty of being human yeah completely um (laughs) i guess to to step into to more um things related to soul and i guess what you've been working on um what like what is the mission of soul cups and and could you explain a little bit about um what you are what you're trying to accomplish with it and and what uh the products are yeah absolutely so the whole reason why we started soul cups was to create a platform for education so absolutely one of the main core elements of the business is sustainability and we created a mission statement to reduce plastic production or to stop plastic production because that we believe is the answer to a lot of the issues that we've created as a global you know consumer economy it's we need to stop producing crap and stop producing plastic and secondly to that the main reason why i started was actually for health so based on the autoimmune element and everything i learned along the way I think on a personal level, it's really important to reduce the amount of chemicals and toxins we ingest. And 
when you buy a takeaway coffee from a coffee shop, the lining inside a coffee cup has usually wax or glue. So when you pour the boiling hot coffee in, it attracts that glue or that wax and that leaches into your drink. So you're essentially drinking it in the end. So I wanted to create a product or products that connect to both elements, sustainability and health, and create a solution so that you could do the right thing by your body, do the right thing by the planet. It looks sexy. It looks gorgeous. It's high quality. It's ethically produced and it's, it's beautifully sustainable and durable. So, you know, that was, that was the real purpose behind the brand. Um, and then in that we created really beautiful glassware. So we chose hand blown glass, which I think is the most beautiful way to produce glassware. It's also the cleanest and the most ethical. And we did beautiful coffee cups and water bottles as the base of our range. And then as we grow, we produce accessories. So things to sort of fill out your everyday life to really reduce the plastic use in, in the planet. Yeah, I, it, that's, uh, that's something that I've, I've even learned so much about in my life, I guess, studying um, social enterprise. Then I worked, for, um, I worked for Frank Green, which was another cup company, um, and, and worked for Thank You. Um, and both of them were very focused on uh, sustainability and, and trying to do their best. I know Thank You have, um, they were using bottles, but they also had like fully, um, I guess, biodegradable. And, um, but something I haven't fully learnt yet is, um, the true effects that plastic has, like for someone that doesn't know too much about the ethical, um, or, you know, sustainable spheres, um, could you, could you share anything on what plastic actually can do, um, to our immune systems or, or, or anything you've learnt on that side of things? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's it's one of those topics where it's really difficult to preach about it because yeah. everyone has an opinion and everyone has their own version of the story. But the reality is in its most basic form, if you put a chemical into your body, it will have an impact. Yeah. Most likely it will be negative. That's the most political answer I can give you. It's every single human is different and every single human has a different immune system, immune strength. They have a thyroid, they have adrenals, they have hormones, they have gut health. And when we connect our body to a chemical, to a foreign you know, object, a foreign material, and it goes into our bloodstream or goes into our gut, into our stomach, and it starts to you know, um, react chemically, it's gonna impact us, it's gonna change function, it's gonna you know, create some kind of chemical reaction in a way. So if you're someone who has autoimmune issues or, or you know, health that might be slightly compromised, you wanna stay away from as much chemicals and toxins as possible to have optimal health. And anyone should think that way, everyone should think that way. Your body is a temple, it's your home, you live in it, it's the only one you have. You wanna give it the best possible experience and you want to treat it with love and you know respect so if you're gonna drink coffee every day or you're gonna drink water every day you want to do it from a vessel that isn't going to impact the liquid that's in it or whatever you know whatever you're yeah. having so that's why we choose glassware basically because it doesn't absorb chemicals it doesn't hold on to it it doesn't release anything when it's heated it's just clean and pure 
and non-permeable. So it's the best solution for your health in that sense. Yeah, I feel really challenged because I also, you know, at the moment I'm working a couple of days as a barista um, <laughs> and um, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I, we sell, you know, we sell so many cups. We sell, I, and we do have our locals that come through with their reusable cups and I'm always trying to encourage people to bring their mug along or, you know, um, but yeah. it is look baristas yeah. aren't the problem yeah. you're part of the solution <laughs> yeah exactly they're yeah. you're not the bad guy this that's the thing mm. i i think people need to realize that the barista is your best friend he's the guy making your coffee or the girl making your coffee yeah. it's, this person's not the enemy like they're the incredible middleman between it you know the coffee and your happiness <laughs> <laughs> so you know if if more baristas and coffee shop owners and roasters are educated and part of the solution, the more holistic the whole process is. Yeah, completely. And for the listeners and, and um, people that do want to add some, you know, change, change some things and, and look to change some things, what are some practical steps to getting a bit better at, at being a little bit more sustainable and, and reducing our, our plastic waste? Like what does is, what is your day-to-day look like when... Uh, with plastic use and try and avoiding avoiding such things look it's super simple that's the thing it doesn't need to be this daunting exercise you're really not doing anything that drastic so have a reusable cup it doesn't matter what brand you buy pick one whatever one you like just pick one and have it and that's it and that's the first fantastic step and ensure that you make it a ritual and a routine that you take it with you in the morning if you get your coffee takeaway Um, have a water bottle that is the other big simple easy swap have a reusable water bottle again doesn't matter what brand pick one that makes you feel good that makes you happy that comes in the color that you love and use it refill from the tap if you you know if you're at home or at the office to save buying water bottles and if you're heading out for the day take it with you Um, that's such a simple simple solution because it's you know it's attainable it's really they're not that expensive it's going to last you forever and everyone's happy so those are like the first basic ones and then you've got the a little bit more difficult ones where people find it difficult to break their habit and that's having a reusable tote bag yeah um my solution is buy a couple or you know have a cotton tote bag in your handbag if you you know if you're going out for the day have one in your car or the boot of your car and have one by the door yeah and just leaving these nice little easy reminders for you and, and then in terms of the home, I think really simple things like if you're buying Galad wrap, you know, that's something that can easily swap to beeswax wraps or, you know, even just reusing paper bags or th- things that you already have in the house to be a little bit more sustainable and economical. And I think these are really nice, simple places to start before you get into the crazy journey of going completely plastic free. Yeah, completely. And I find it is even tricky when you're shopping because um, so many things are wrapped in plastic. Like if you're buying yeah. meat or like produce, you know, you can go to like a, I guess you could go to straight to a butcher. But if you're shopping at some of the bigger shopping centers, it's there's definitely so much of it around. And, and I've definitely noticed it a lot more in the past few years as I've, I've learned more about this. And 
a lot of my friends are, are advocates for sustainability and uh, call me out on it. So it's good to have, a, I think community is so important too. And I've even seen that you're, you're so passionate about community and making sure that it's not just a, you know, it's not something we do alone. We do this together and we encourage one another to, exactly. to grow together. Yeah. And that's, that's what it's all about. We look at every success story in the world. It happens because of community. It's all about sticking together, supporting each other, educating each other, sharing and being accountable. So if you are interested in making more positive consumer decisions, more conscious consumer decisions, start small, start basic and just begin the process. So if you want to talk about shopping and groceries, pick one item a week. Say from now on, when I purchase my meat this week, it's only going to be from a butcher. And if that means you have to do research and shop around and budget and talk to people, cool, you've got a whole week to prepare. Yeah. And these are nice little achievable goals that you can create for yourself and maybe the friends in your circle or, the fa- or your family that you can all do together, you know, who found the most affordable butcher or who found the most sustainable or, you know, or maybe it's seafood or, you know, whatever it is. And, and then, you know, once you guys tick that off and once you've accomplished that, you know, there you go. Goal one complete. Next one is, I don't know, avocados, yeah. <laughs> you know, make sure you only buy avocados that are, you know, organic or from a local farmer or, you know, whatever it is. And I think it's, it's a nice way to create a nice, journey and experience and a positive experience around the whole movement yeah and i find that people when you start to have a relationship with your your butcher or your your, you know i get like fresh vegetables delivered um it's it's like you you feel like you're building these little relationships and you do want to you do want to budget a little bit more to to support local farmers and and things like that so yeah that's really cool um, like I'm huge on local farmers specifically. I, I love to work with, um, you know, the local farmers markets or yeah. if I'm going to order a veggie box to my house, I'm going to do a little bit of research and see, you know, the new smaller family businesses that might need support, especially during COVID. And, you know, they're incredible produce, incredible people, and they're all working so hard and, you know, we might as well support those around us that really need it. Yeah, my um, my fruit and vegetable guy. He's like a lifeguard on Bondi. He's um, Fruit Man Sam is the the one I use, and he's uh, he's awesome. Oh yes, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of him. He's great. <laughs> yes, I have. Oh, yeah, too cool. Well, little plug for Fruit Man Sam. Um, Legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess moving more, you know, it moving more to um, to you and just like your your day to day. Like, what does um. Yeah. What does a day look like in in Rebecca's life? How does she? Oh God. How does she do? You things? don't want to know that. No. Okay. I'm it, every day is so different. It's so varied. Um, it really depends on what I'm working on and what day of the week it is, and you know what's happening circumstantially. And it it's very much my mornings are really important to me, especially during summer. I really need to make sure that I get my meditation in or my walk-in and that sort of sets me up for the day. 
So in winter, um, if I can't do that, then I'll make sure I have a Pilates session a day or some kind of meditation. Yeah. That's very valuable. And then outside of that, it's really working with my team. So my hours are very long at the moment, just based on what's going on mm. in Soul World and a few other projects I've got running. Yeah. So I could be working from about 8 a.m. to maybe 10, 30, 11 most nights and weekends oh. as well. And it's a combination of a lot of meetings, a lot of, because I work with a lot of international and export. So it's a lot of Skype calls with distributors and partners, as well as obviously we've got offices in the UK and New Zealand. So managing our incredible soul teams that are all over and then our Sydney base as well. So we've got a couple of incredible teammates in Sydney too. So it's just, it's a little bit of everything thrown into one. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that's, that's probably the normal answer. Hey, like we're just trying to do our best um, with what we're working on. And I know you're, you've been developing some things. You just, uh, I don't know if you launched it today, but you're uh, working on some glassware for the home um, outside of coffee cups. Yeah. It's, um, it's a product that actually arrived. It, it launched the week COVID lockdown happened, okay. surprisingly. Yeah. So we've, we've really taken COVID as a phenomenal power tool for us to refocus our business into more marketing and community. It's been a blessing in disguise where we've really been able to solve all the internal issues that we haven't had time to work on. So we've just begun the launch of our naked edition which is our movement into the homewares range to really showcase how gorgeous our glassware is that's awesome <laughs> it's exciting congratulations for, for thank you for doing thank that you. yeah yeah we're so excited it's like about time <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much um well what about uh like what it sounds like you have a pretty crazy schedule what do you i know you're meditating but do you have a a day where you just rest or like how are you resting how are you kind of finding that balance yeah look it it's definitely a challenge at times yeah. i'm never gonna lie about that something like that it's it's always going to be a challenge especially for me when i always feel like i need to be doing something yeah. so downtime and rest is my biggest biggest challenge personally <laughs> and i i find now i take half of sunday off that's good that's my non-negotiable yep that's Saturday is a family day, half of Sunday is a me day, and my evenings, when I finally turn the laptop off, I just go straight into do not disturb, no technology, no computer, no TV, just me and a white wall, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I see that, yeah. that visual, the, yeah, the, walls are, the walls are white at your home. Um, they are, and I'm really not joking. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know you are. That's like my peaceful place. <laughs> <laughs> Sits down to meditate, stares at wall. It's good. We need that's that. Um, well, what are, what are some big ambitions you have right now for the future? So at the moment, we're really focusing on transforming how we communicate to our audience with soul. It's all about really building on that community and really doing what we say, which is being a platform for education. So we're planning some really exciting, phenomenal things around that concept of finding new, engaging and unique ways to connect to people, especially during times where we're either separated or in lockdown or, you know, 
going through all this sort of uncertainty. So that's one major element. And then on a personal level, I have some new business ventures that I'm working on, which are very exciting. And hopefully I can share with everyone very soon and a lot more mentoring and coaching. Oh, cool. Well, if you were, if you were sitting across from someone that wanted to pursue their big ambition, launch their dream, uh, what advice would you give them? Oh, well, <laughs> I love this question because there's endless advice there I, is. <laughs> I could give. It's, I think number one is leave your ego at the door. So you don't know everything and you never will. So ask questions, find a mentor, find your support, find someone who's doing what you're doing, but 10 times better and connect with them. So that's my always number one piece of advice. And the other element is really understand your why and your purpose and really connect to exactly what it is about this venture or project that you're beginning that's going to make you want to be passionate about it in five years time in 10 years time in 20 years time like define your why and the last bit of advice would be probably really engage with your community in the beginning so use your networks use your friends your family and those around you to get as much feedback and research as humanly possible and discover if you are truly solving a problem. Yeah, that's that's great advice. Where was where was Rebecca when I was eighteen? <laughs> no, I'm that's good. I don't. She would have been probably still in high school. Oh, oh <laughs> that's yeah, where she was. No, she was in Europe. Remember? Oh yeah, right, uh, right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, well, I. To end all of my podcasts, I ask five flash questions. So just try to answer cool. these as quickly as possible. Slash doesn't need to be super right. quick. But... Bring it on. Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite film or series? Ooh, that's such a hard one. I don't even watch TV. <laughs> that's okay. That's why I said... <laughs> um, anything, anything to do with comedy. Okay. That's all I can say. <laughs> Anything. Wow. That's so broad. Any stand-up. Any comedian, stand-up, um, anything like that. Okay. What's one book, can be audio, or could even be a podcast, that's left a mark on you? Ooh, um, okay. Pitch Anything by Aaron Clough. Ooh, I haven't heard of that book. Okay. I will link you to it after. <laughs> it's phenomenal. All right. I'll link the <laughs> listeners as well. Um one piece of advice you would tell your younger self, maybe your younger self in Europe? Just do it anyway. Despite what anybody says or what your, the negative part of your brain is trying to tell you, just believe in yourself and do it anyway, even if you fail. Beautiful. That's, that's, that's great advice. <laughs> uh, what does becoming mean to you? Oh, that's such an interesting one. It means growth and evolution. It means innovation and healing. Becoming is anything you want it to be. It's progress and it's, yeah, it's, it's anything, anything you want it to be. Cool. What are you dreaming about right now? A full night's sleep. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's a real dream. Um, what am I dreaming about right now? That's a, that's a genuine. Um, what am I dreaming about right now? I'm dreaming about all this incredible hard work that myself and my team are doing to evolve into the vision that, that we have for it to, to succeed. That's, that's my current dream. That's a beautiful dream. I can tell you really love your team. So, oh, I, um, oh, I'm very, I'm very lucky. Cheering I'm you very on. fortunate that, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's all my questions, but if there's anything you'd like to leave us, um, yeah. If, is there anything you would like to leave us with? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm always going to leave a, a little message that just says, you know, when, when you're empowered, when you're self-empowered and you're passionate about what you do, anything is possible. So if you're considering starting something or creating something, as long as you're solving a problem and not creating problems for the planet, I think you should do it. And if you're thinking about being more sustainable in your life and you don't have a reusable cup, definitely consider salt <laughs> <laughs> nice that was a just, good way for a bit of personal plugging hey so good rebecca thanks so much for sharing with us and um i'll link people to your website to you um make sure that they do get themselves a reusable cup and um yeah thanks so much for your time That was Rebecca Vexler from Soul Cups. I hope you guys learned as much as I did. And now you have some tips and tricks on how to be a bit more sustainable, a bit more conscious. Go grab yourself a cup like we talked about. And if you learned something, take some space today, write it down and just enjoy uh, the process because it honestly is so fun just getting to grow and learn with you all. Thanks also to everyone that's left me a comment, text or message uh, on what's been speaking to you. It's honestly meant the world. And if you do want other people to hear Up and Becoming, please jump on Apple Podcasts, leave it a five-star rating. Um, And I'll see you guys next week for the next episode of Up and Becoming.